Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, Tate Stradamus strikes again. Yes. Rashid Wallace, yep. cut the check to yep. the Memphis Tigers. Yep. Next up, Amani Bates. That's the, that's the last one we have left. Uh, Rashid Wallace <laughs> is officially on the Memphis Tigers basketball Ooh. staff. Um, and as you said, Tate, Amani Bates. He's next. Is on an official visit right now, I think, mm. in, in Memphis. Mm. The bag is coming from inside yes. the house. Yes. He is there right now <laughs> as Rashid gets put on staff. So, uh that's interesting. Is, is Penny Hardaway winning the offseason for you? I guess mm. is the question. I, I think that's that. the big question of the day. We got to figure out who actually yeah. won the offseason because as Duke has taught us over the years, that's the actual national championship. You know what I mean? There's a window from April once the national championship mm-hmm. game is over all the way up to the Champions Classic. And that is the real season in college basketball. And right now, Memphis, Penny Hardaway, I think they may have won. It's been a long offseason and um, there are... Uh, it's it's a long off season to where Tate uh, we, we we did this before I think like in April or May we talked about who was winning the the yeah. off season out of the gate but a lot has changed so much has changed now. everything has changed so maybe we'll assess it now we'll see where where yeah. where if Amani Bates is going to Memphis isn't he I think like, so it feels like it's- I mean I, I have been told <laughs> that he was going to Memphis at least a week ago at this point and my sources Tate so far Stradamus. this off season they have been correct I think he has to go I think um, he has to go. All right, so we'll talk. We'll talk about who's winning the offseason. Uh, maybe get into some other stuff. I don't know. It's a it's a casual Friday on a uh, on a, in mid August. So we'll see where this thing goes. First, <laughs> Little League World Series first. Yeah, yeah. yeah but first, <laughs> Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. Tate, you are the uh, Memphis basketball whisperer. Mm. You are, um, you, uh, you, you called this. You said this was happening. How do you? First of all, how do you feel about this? That Larry Brown yeah. is now an assistant coach of Memphis. Whew, I Rasheed feel really Wallace good about that. Is a, is an assistant coach of Memphis. I feel great about that. The Carolina. Why aren't they on Carolina's bench? Is the question. I guess well, two Carolina it, guys are now in Memphis on Penny Hardaway's staff. I mean, to put it frankly, Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace are too real for North Carolina staff. You know what I mean? Like, you can't have a guy on your staff that you're not sure if he's going to his car to smoke a blunt or if he's going to <laughs> follow up on a recruit. <laughs> yeah, that's Larry Brown, of course, who I'm talking about. Um, so, yes, in a, in a world, if I were running the North Carolina program, there's no there's no world in which Larry Brown, King Rice, and Rasheed Wallace are not on staff with Hubert Davis. Because yeah. we need a little bit of edge. You know what I mean? I love Hubert's nice guy act. I love nice guys. I love good guys. But we need a little bit of bad guy in there, too. And yeah. North Carolina... Right now, Brad Frederick is the bad guy, uh, if they had to have one. And Brad Frederick, I, I love him to death, but he's not necessarily a bad guy DNA. 
Larry Braille may have been the first bad guy. You know what I mean? Like when, when you go back and you trace the roots of basketball, this is a coach that met Dr. N- James Naismith. This is a coach yeah, right. that literally has gone to every blue blood and figured out a way to make them successful. He paid, he paid James Naismith to leave Canada and come yes. to America. That, yes. was, that was the first recruitment. And, yeah. then, and then make us adopt basketball as though it's our own. He's like, because, it's an American yeah, sport. American it was sport. actually made in America. <laughs> yeah. uh, just because the guy who made it, it's very similar to flight. You know, we argue over this. The Wright brothers, they're from Ohio, but they actually made flight in North Carolina. So you can argue it. But regardless, Larry Brown is um, a pillar in the basketball community. And you and I over the years with Penny Hardaway, what's our you know, what's our biggest frustration? Are we sure he's coaching basketball? Yeah. And I think when you put Larry Brown in there, I know Larry Brown's coaching basketball. And Rasheed Wallace has been a high school coach at Jordan High School in Durham. He just took a a job as a head coach at NC Good, Better, Best Academy, whatever the name of that. It's basically the Our Lady of the Lake of high school basketball. He he tells them goodbye. I'm going to go join Penny Staff. Our Lady of the Lake. Basically. But right now you have two basketball guys that are in the room with Penny Hardaway. And you got the bag in the background. And that is a recipe for success this, in college this basketball. This is such a Lakers approach. <laughs> yes, <to exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Penny Hardaway's calling LeBron. He's names. like, how do you do it? And LeBron's yeah. like, I just, you know, I look up Q scores. And yeah. then I, uh, I, I go, I, I tell I say him to Thomas. Discussion. People <laughs> like him on the internet. Sign him. Sign him. <laughs> let, him let him work out with me and Russell Westbrook. Dude, oh my God. Whoa. What's happening? I, I, so I just Googled. Who just joined Memphis' uh, staff? No, for Bronzy real. Bronzy Wells? First of all, did you see Bonzi Wells as coaching? Well, see, Bonzi, that, that's the little little uh, behind the radar conversation here. So Bonzi Wells and Rasheed Wallace, they do a podcast together, and they needed to be close proximity. So Bonzi gets a job <laughs> down in Memphis so that he can he and Rasheed can keep doing the podcast and funnel kids to Memphis. Dude, dude, this is I, I I legitimately had no idea this. I, I pulled up. Uh, <laughs> I pulled up Memphis's roster because yeah. I wanted to see if Rashid. I, I just wanted to see Rashid's headshot, to be honest. Yeah, me too. On the, on the website, it's is it not, already up? It's not up yet. Um, but the strength and conditioning coach at, on the Memphis basketball. I'm looking at the website right now. Rob yep. Hornet is the guy's name. And the reason that stands out to me, Tate, is because I went to high school with this guy. What? I played football Wait, with this guy. I know this guy. Call him right now. <laughs> we got tons of questions. I used to go to his house before football <laughs> games, and his his mom would like like he he was a big well, uh, he was a big Friday Night Lights guy. So he yeah. would like like uh, he he was into the high school football scene. Where, of course, like, um, on and game days after after school, in between the game, in your going, house for the people that didn't watch our video, go watch it on Titus and Tate YouTube. When we went to Indiana, we did the tour. Your house basically you could sit right there and watch high school football. Right, right. Uh, I mean, so it was basically Friday night lights. Rob lived right across the street. Got you. And Got you. Uh, on Fridays, we would go on game days when we were playing at home. We'd have like four hours to kill between yeah. school getting out and game. We'd go over <laughs> to his house and we'd watch like some some shitty football movie. Well, that's usually when the br- and, blunt rolling is yeah. happening in one facet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then- <laughs> yeah. But dude, I had no, like I knew he was a strength coach. He, he was a, uh, he was an assistant at Virginia not too yeah. long ago before Virginia won the national title. And I, uh, I think he was doing like women's basketball down there. And when I was, I was down in Charlottesville the first time I linked up with him. I had no idea what he's been up to. Yeah. And I just found out that now he's, you know, he's the at the staff, biggest, dude. you know, college basketball program. In this America. is a gold mine for us. Yeah. Can we I'm call gonna, him? Text him right yeah, I was going to say, like, it, if you had to put him in a category and I don't like to I'm categorize right. people, just, is he a good guy or a bad guy? Dude, he's bag. Okay, great. He's big time bag. Okay, and I'm, great. I'm, I'm just going to send him. When we get off the show, I'm going to actually... Screw it, dude. I'm just yeah, send right him now. the text now. I'm going to uh, do it right now. Let him know that we're talking about him. I mean, 
in general, Memphis, we've been waiting for the Penny Hardaway era to really hit, right? That's that's all we've wanted is for Penny Hardaway to go to Memphis after his mutiny, after his coup, and just take over college basketball. And with Coach K walking out, with Roy Williams walking out, I mean, the blue and for Memphis to be a blue team, yeah. they could easily, you know, bump up to a blue blood status. And I think that's what Penny's trying to do. And good job. Good job, Penny. I, I, I just texted him uh, Amani with eye emojis. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of eye emojis, Stanford, hit us back. What, the hell is, what going is going on? on? Well, you need to know what happened to Tyrell Terry. Oh man, this is uh, Memphis is is putting together quite a uh, yeah quite quite an off season here, and it happened very quickly, mm-hmm. dude. Like honestly, it was like it, was did Larry Brent. I don't know, I gotta be Let's careful. Let's be honest. Be, is, Let, it, yeah. is Imani, like, how did, the, 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 this was Larry Brown. Larry Brown just started pulling the strings as soon as he got the canvas, dude. <laughs> like I said, like it's a, it's a I, don't like to, I don't like to point <laughs> fingers, but I will tell you this. I I was with Coach Brown last fall, yeah. and this is November of last year. We did the Asheville Invitational. I went and met, met with Coach Brown because he's like, oh, maybe I want to do a podcast, so I like, wouldn't talk with him. And we're talking about Cade Cunningham, and he's like, he knows everything about Cade. I'm like, how do you know so much about Cade? He's like, I'm basically, point, I'm basically I, like his godfather. I'm, a, <laughs> and, and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, and oh, so for, co- con- for context, Larry yeah. Brown at this point was like a, he's a high school coach in Brooklyn still. Yeah, he was. Okay. He was just, right. he wasn't even doing anything at this point. He was looking for jobs. <laughs> he was trying to get hired. All right. But he said that Cade Cunningham is that close to him, and Cade Cunningham, of course, go, is at Oklahoma State at this time. He's telling me how he advised him to stay at Oklahoma State, regardless. You realize that Larry Brown is still very, like I said, a basketball pillar. He's very much yeah. involved at the grassroots level. I don't know if it's Nike. I don't know who it is, but he's involved. <laughs> he knows these kids. So like you said, it, it, he comes to Memphis and we get Duran Duran uh, yeah. to commit immediately. And now Monty Bates, it's almost a foregone conclusion. He's going to go to Memphis. And you just got to follow the guy who's always done <laughs> it the best. It's unbelievable, dude. I love him. It's I love because I, 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 I got to be honest, I wasn't really thinking much about Penny and Memphis this yeah. offseason up until like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, it's the, the floodgates have opened. This is a now, man that got Emmanuel Moutier to commit to SMU, right? I mean, this is I mean, a guy who got a bunch, Sterling Brown. Like, there's a bunch of guys that he got to go to SMU that ended up being in the NBA. This is what he does. This is what Larry does. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so I guess let, let, let's let's try to contextualize this. Okay. Where does Memphis... I, should we just work off the assumption that Imani Bates is committed to Memphis? I think so. I think he's still got an official visit to Oregon. Um, Michigan State's definitely not happening. And, no. and it's basically G League or Memphis, right? And it's yes. going to come down to who pays him more. And Oregon, I guess, like... Oregon's a dark horse. Oregon is a dark horse. I, I don't want to dismiss Oregon. Because so Bull sorry, Bull Oregon to me, I thought for, Bull Bull yeah. was a lock to go to Kentucky at one point. Yeah. Then I thought it was Arizona or UCLA, and then he ends up at Oregon. So Oregon, Oregon watch out for Yeah, Oregon. And, and Altman's Altman's a great coach, so it's like it's not even just like a bag play. No, 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 it would actually be like a good move for him but i just it doesn't it doesn't check the uh the the what's the what's the test where you just close your eyes and picture it Mm -hmm. and i see imani bates running out in the i don't see it i don't see it i don't see i i I ran the photoshop it's mental photoshop i'm doing in my head yeah (laughs) It, it, it would only happen i think if nike looks around and says okay zion isn't doing what we thought Zion was going to do, you know, shoe sales wise. Yeah. He's not the uh, the person that we're really going to lock in on for the next 10 years. Maybe Imani Bates is the guy. So they do a little pivot and they're like, we got to make sure we allocate the bag. Can guys, have, have we sussed that out yet? Can guys uh, sign shoe deals if, if the, if the, um, assuming it's, it's the same company that's with, the team you know mm. what i mean because like obviously if you're going to oregon you can't sign an adidas deal you like, would think they would i mean i don't know i guess someone might try it but uh 
But it, <laughs> could, could Amani Bates, if he's going to Oregon or Memphis, Memphis is Nike, right? Uh, yeah. Could he could he sign a Nike deal? He is could, that allowed? theoretically. Is that allowed? It's it's in theory it's allowed, but I don't think that's going to happen because, like we all know, the the deals are already being done prior. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it would be weird for Adidas to say, "Hey, you know, let's let's just use an example: Dennis Smith Jr. Bam out of bio. We've already given you forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars without a contract, and now we're not going to, you know, mm-hmm. we're not even sure we're going to see the, the receipts <laughs> yeah. of that, you know, situation. So. Uh, oh man! All right, so if Memphis isn't winning the offseason, um, which I I still think it might be a little too early, I think they got to get a money. If they if, if Monty yeah. Bates commits to Memphis, which boy, it does feel like he's going to, uh, I I think Memphis has to be the big offseason winner. But if not, where where do we stand right now? It's been a long time since we did this. Yeah, I think the last time we did this, did we have Andy Katz on? I believe to, so. to help us out. I believe so. And I think number one on my losers board was Illinois. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot has changed since then. Illinois is back. Yeah, Illinois is definitely back, as as reported by Katie Underwood on the show last <laughs> week. Um, God, that was last week. That feels like ages ago. <laughs> time flies. <laughs> We didn't Let ask her enough questions. That. I want to bring her back. I, I, Katie has to come back. The one question I forgot to ask her, uh, she's apparently the reason Brad Underwood lost a bunch of weight because she went home one day and told her dad, like, you look pretty fat yeah. on camera. <laughs> and then he lost a bunch of weight. She was like, I yeah. She, and then she basically was like, yeah, I had to be real with him. Yeah. We, we asked her all fair. She was like, yeah, I just had to tell him straight up. I was like, man, you're cold-blooded. I kind of like it. It's, it's funny until she does it to us. Yeah, she's, like, she's, she's like, like talking yeah. to me. She's like, if you're going to be on air, you need to get in shape. I'm like, look, lady, it's a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so l- let's 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 take some stock here let's take some uh the, the pulse of the nation if you will should we do it in tiers do, do we have do we have top yeah you tiers? can do that My, mine is very hastily thrown together okay. anyway so like i didn't um it's a casual friday it's a, yeah mine's very casual mm. but uh i can tear it on the go yeah I'm, I'm good enough at this job i think i can tear on the go okay. so we will uh i can i can give you tears you go ahead you start though i think will wade is in tier one uh, okay i think efton reed uh five star dude i forgot about that guy yeah Exactly. But what see, a that, circus that was. Well, and and that's kind <laughs> of, you know, the the weird part of the offseason, right, is you have to time it right to actually win it. You know, yeah. so you want to be one of the last. Like when Kansas got Andrew Wiggins, it was this long, drawn-out part right. process. Everyone's right. trying to figure out where he's going to go. Then he comes in the summer, and everyone's like, oh, my God, Kansas, Joel Embiid, Andrew Wiggins, boom. Guess what, guys? You won the offseason. Uh, I think LSU was right on the verge of doing that. Um, you know, they get Adam Miller, who comes from uh, Illinois, and everyone's very excited about mm-hmm. that. Then when Efton Reed comes, it's like, oh, wow, LSU, they're, they're a team to watch out for in the SEC. Is John Calipari in Kentucky? Is it over? Is it right. dead? But they've kind of waned as the summer has gone and on. And then, but but they're back, not with like landing recruits, but yeah. the, the NCAA investigation mm. that was supposed to be wrapped up by the end of July, they they just punted on it. They're yeah. like, we'll, they we'll said, figure it out yeah. a little later, which it's is a, a huge W. conferences happen yeah. first, and then we'll figure it out. Huge W for Will Wade. Yeah. And I, I think I think what's going to happen... Cam Thomas leads Summer League in scoring. MVP, right? Yeah, MVP. Co-MVP with uh, with Mitchell, right? Yeah, Davion, Davion, I think Davion so. Him? Davion. Well, um, Davion, the key, the Baylor's in there. Baylor's in the conversation. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the national champions. Having a pretty good <laughs> yeah, off- Having a pretty good <laughs> offseason. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> i remember we, we did a show where we were we did a show at the start of the offseason that was basically us being upset that will wade had ruined bag dropping you know right, what i mean that's, right. that's how young the offseason was this is before nil this is right, before any of this right. stuff happens and we were just upset that will wade had ruined the game and then nil comes in and changes the game so 
I was I just laughing. Still up there. I was just laughing, thinking about the uh, the bit I do. I, I've worked myself into a shoot with this bit that I, I truly believe in now. That uh, mm. whatever coach wins the national championship should be coach of the year. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Drew's coach of the year. Scott Drew's coach of the year. Facts. I think I'm going to do. I think that's my. I think if I ever get a vote on this, I'm going to just vote for or I guess the number one overall seed. So the, the, if you have to vote before well, the tournament, the I'm question just gonna vote is, for who whoever's. is the coach of the year in 2020? <sighs> that's that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it was, it was it was technically Anthony Grant, so I think that that is Dave, proof positive Dave's that Dan's national, national champion. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. You had Player of the Year and Coach of the Year. Yeah. What else is there? I'm sorry, Kansas fans, because yeah. I think they would argue. And you and I, we we were in the Bill Self camp at one point. We were like, basically, how do you stop Bill Self? This man's the best. Head to head, Kansas wins, but at the end of the year, we give it to Anthony Grant. Dude, that is. Uh, <laughs> I I I just pressed. I just finally gotten over 2020 not having a tournament and yeah. dealing with it. And then you say that, and just all the all the wounds came back up. Not not yeah. of not having the tournament, but of like trying to contextualize who was the best that year. Yeah, how should we look back on it? Yeah, should with Cassius Winston was a senior that mm. year. He was he was ready. Tate, I yeah. saw it with my own eyes. I watched his senior night. I was at that game. He was ready for the Big Ten run, and the the the, the Michigan State was going to be. A problem in that time. <laughs> Dayton was awesome. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, Just throw it away. Will Wade's a, Will Wade's a good one though. Efton, Efton Reed was a uh, was hilarious. I completely forgot about that. And yeah. Ohio State was in the running for him, and I just remember like. I, I didn't I didn't follow enough to like know how good the kid is no, to where I was like no. I really hope he goes to Ohio State. I've never like, seen him play. I've never seen him play either. Yeah. Um. But I was <laughs> I was texting people. I do like that you and I are the, are the people that we will react to the recruitment and then go can't wait to watch him play. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how it works. It's not about how good the guy is. It's about like all the all shenanigans going yeah. around. All the tinted yeah. edits that he that's, went through. That's really all it is. Um. <laughs> And I just remember talking to the, the Ohio State people, not even just the coaches, but the the some media types and from Columbus and just a handful of people I know that knew yeah. more than I knew. Yeah. And I was Boots like, what, the what's the deal with this guy? And they were like, I I've we've been doing this a long time. We've never seen a recruitment like this. And uh there's a zero percent chance he's coming to Ohio State. <laughs> and he just kept kicking like the whole the whole deal was hilarious. And I I and in those it situations put, my, like, it put on my radar. And you're I kind of rushing. excited as the school, like you said, before you get into the drudge of like what the actual inside and intel is, you're excited because you're just in the top ten. So you think there's yeah. a chance? Yes. Like I would love to see the tip to netta that's like actually the chances of the odds. You know what I yeah. mean? Like even though uh Amani gives us four just do like 95% Memphis, 5% Dude, G League. I want to be in the room when these Tipton edits are being made where the players and the PR team and yeah. everyone are just going over like, yeah, as you said, we have the actual. The actual on the top 10, there are three actuals. And then mm. what are the other seven? How do you go about picking those? What is the politics behind yeah. it? Does somebody stop and look at it and be like, we got guys – we can't have all ten schools be Adidas schools. We gotta we gotta sprinkle in some some Under Armour Nike here. Mm. We got it. So how about we get 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 rid of uh, NC State, take them off the list. Let's throw let's throw Maryland on there just for for shit. I, 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 I think if Harrison Barnes, like because he was such a media savvy kid when he came out, he wanted to be the next Kobe Bryant, the next MJ. I think if we have one of those kids happen again, they're going to be able to brand it where they have it regionally based, right? So they can do like I have a West Coast team. I yeah, have a Midwest yeah. team. Yeah. I have Texas. Like they, they just go for fan bases that they know are going to be like, I'm excited that this guy has us in the top 10. And then that's how they become the biggest brand ambassador. I'm excited for uh, the the SEC, the the, the mega civil, civil War Part 2, yeah. where the SEC yeah. forms its own conference. S-E-C-E-D-E. And then, <laughs> and then the rest, uh, 
form the the northern the union we'll yes. call it. the good the good better best <laughs> and we get a guy that uh puts out his tip to edit and it's just like has the sec logo yeah it's, it's got like four schools from it's got carolina ohio state michigan and the sec, SEC. logo. <laughs> would play for the sec just go in there gonna figure it out uh i gotta i gotta put in my uh in, in my top tier let me see let me use all my list let me tier these for you i'm gonna throw the overtime league i think in the mm. top tier because in my in my estimation i think we're at a position now in mid-august of 2021 that the overtime league and stop me if you disagree mm. has positioned itself as the premier league for a high school guy to make an announcement that he's skipping college to go play there and to get everyone just foaming at the mouth at how yes. this changes everything. Mm -hmm. I don't think the G League has the cachet anymore, Tate. The yeah, G League is the G League was literally one and done. Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah, the G League is the one and done. Thing. It's one and done. Uh, I think the Overtime League has has become the splashy headline, <laughs> yeah. and it's hilarious because nobody knows what the Overtime League is. Mm. Is it a team? Is it a league? Is yeah. it a facility? It's all of those things. It's none of those things. Yeah. How are they making money? Who 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 is bankrolling the overtime? What is league? this? It is yeah. movie pass of basketball yeah. where they just are saying, let's just acquire all everybody. Yes. Let's get all assets. the users, get all the assets, <laughs> and then we'll figure out how to monetize this. Uh -huh. And that's what they're doing. And uh it's working in the sense that they're winning the PR battle. That like every time a kid commits, it's this changes everything. It it does feel like, you know, you see like Mac McClung wearing the O, like the overtime chain, like the overtime brand itself, the social media pages. It it kind of has cachet with the kids. Dude, you know I got I mean? it. I got it. The overtime league, whoever's running the overtime league obviously listens to the show. And they yes. took my idea mm. um that I first got when I was watching Michael Porter come up through the ranks. Michael Porter would have been an overtime kid. Yes. Yes. So the idea not Jante, but Michael Porter would be the idea that I've I've thrown out on the show many times of a guy who just sits out as long as possible. Like yes. when he's a his senior in high school, he opts out of mm -hmm. the second half of his season because he doesn't want to risk his scholarship. Yeah. Then he gets to campus and he's like, I don't want to mess up my draft stock. I'm gonna go ahead and opt out. Mm -hmm. There's too much going on. Yep. Jalen Johnson has already done it. Yes. I'm gonna follow in his footsteps. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go ahead and opt out. And in fact, I'm not gonna let the season start. I'm just gonna opt out. Like I'm I don't wanna get injured. And he gets to the NBA and he kind of does the same thing where he like barely plays and ah, he kind of runs out there and twists his hand. You yeah. understand. And he, he, he's like, ah, I, don't, I don't feel 100%. Yeah. I think we're yeah. going to, you know, and there's he's like a, always a mystery injury because yeah. he's trying to get through his rookie deal so then he can sign a max mm -hmm. and then that's when he'll start his grip. I think that's what the overtime league is doing, except they're doing it as an entire league, that there is no overtime league. I, th I think you got to stay woke on this. There will be no basketball play. That's what you're saying. Yes. There, there you is have to just... stay woke on this, Tate. It's not, an, <laughs> it's not a league. It's a brand. It's, yes. It's... There, there is no league. The league doesn't exist. Mm. Look around. Where is mm. it? If the league existed, it would exist. It doesn't exist. And that's that's my statement on the matter. I think that's it. Is that they're trying to get guys to just wear overtime logos on shirts and and the secret and, all that kind and of the stuff. reason why this works is because when you go to the G League, and, and I know kids don't like to hear this, you have to play. Yeah. And, and when you actually play the games, you know this happens. You lose your value. Mm -hmm. um, you, you you lose your draft stock because Isaiah Todd, for example. If Isaiah Todd went to Virginia or Maryland or North Carolina or Kentucky or any of these schools that he had in his top 10, I promise you Isaiah Todd is a top 10 pick. I promise you. But he went to the G League mm -hmm. and got exposed by a, a bunch of other wings and he ends up going in the second round. Deshaun Nix could have gone to the final four yep. with UCLA. Yep. Who knows? Maybe he's the difference in the game. Gets him over the hump. They go to the championship game. They win it all. Guess what? Deshaun Nix is going to be a top 20 pick. Yeah. Now he's on the Sixers trying to fight for a roster yeah. spot. 
So that's why the G League got in trouble because all these kids got there and they're like, wait a second, I have to play basketball? I thought this is for my brand. And the overtime league, like you're saying, they're like, yes, that, that is we, the brand. We get in it. fact, you don't even have to play basketball. Yes, come here. So uh, what I'm saying is this year, if the overtime league actually happens and you, yeah. you see box scores put out there, don't take it at face value. No, folks. Don't, don't look at them. Don't no, d- d- you look at whatever, but like, don't just assume a game happened. Mm-hmm. I think this is a PR machine at work. I think they're sitting down, they're typing up an algorithm, they're trying to figure out how many points should we give each prospect yeah. and whatever. They throw out the box score, and nobody bothers to be like, mm-hmm. "Did this game actually happen? Is yeah. this actually a thing?" It's kind of like the difference between college wrestling, which is like an actual sport, yeah. and the <laughs> WWF. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the overtime league is the WWF. How old are you? Yeah, well, whatever it's called now. <laughs> when I was a kid, it was a WWF. You know what I mean? So that that is the difference between the two. Like we got wrestling, as South yeah. Park would say. We got wrestling over here. You know, yeah. we got basketball, yeah. and we got like a brand game over you here. You know what someone told me about the G League that blew my mind? And they were they were, I forget who it was, but uh, uh, Jim, when did the WWF die? Do you know? What that was, was like that? in the early two thousands, right? Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. All right. That's when I was watching. What was the precursor to WWF? WWW. <laughs> w, that's right. Yeah. There's like a thousand <laughs> We need more oh, W's. Man. Uh, someone told me the G League, the thing about the G League, this blew my mind. And, okay. it's, and it's true. Please. It is the only basketball league, uh, which I guess maybe we have to, to edit, edit this. this because maybe the overtime league, this is the case too. It is the only basketball league where all the players and all the coaches don't want to be there. Yeah. Because they're all trying to like move on to something better. Yeah. Every single person involved in that organization is like, I don't want to be here. I want to be in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I hear, when I really like thought about that, I was like, that's the league that's supposed to take down college basketball. I mean, <laughs> it's a league where nobody wants to be there. And also, like, what do you do in your free time, right? At least in college basketball, it's like, uh, you know, these coaches have to go to some functions. They're kind of a part of this whole community. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be, the players, you have class. There's like an understood social construct to what's happening here. The overtime league, I don't know what happens, <laughs> but it might be Larry Browning, which is blunt rolling. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what you do in the free time, but so it can't be good. Give me your give me your power rankings of uh, college alternatives um, in, mm. in terms of uh, uh, is the overtime league number one? No, th- number one is NBL. Number one is Australia. It's Australia. Yeah, okay. Lamelo Ball just taught us that number one is going good point. to Australia. Good point. Number yeah. one's Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also taught us then. And if, the Aussies if, love basketball, so when you go to Australia, they fall in love with you, and now you have a brand. It's it's a whole thing. I guess if he if he taught us that, then we have to also throw we have, the number two has to be Lithuania. Yes, has to be playing in Lithuania. Yes. That's on, the that's the first step to Australia. You on go Lithuania. Facebook streams with Jeff Goodman in attendance, <laughs> and Levar Ball won't even talk to him, yeah, and he flew halfway across the world just to get and an ESPN's interview. Like you promised. <laughs> Exclusive interview with LeVar Ball. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, what else we throw it out there? So over, I, I think overtime. Uh, uh, in terms of like, yeah, like I said, like the G League is obviously the better league if you want to like hone your skills. But mm. if you want to get people to retweet the announcement, yeah, it feels like the overtime league has overtaken the G League. What about a grassroots league? Can, can we figure out something else? Is there like a uh, what, like what is the Drew League exactly? It's a pro am deal? Can, is that yeah. it? What if a guy says, I want to go to the Drew League? I mean, it's an epic. I mean, it would be great. I'm just going like to play LA fans. I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to play at Rucker Park for like six months leading yeah. up to the draft. And that's all I'm going to do. I mean, I played in the Drew League. And when I showed up for that game, I mean, the guys who were coaching us, they just looked defeated. You know what I mean? I played with the Ringer. We showed up it's like the most milk toast white men they've ever seen. They're like, uh, this is your team. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, unfortunately, yes, that's our team. Uh, I, I think oh I God. think a grassroots league would be nice, but I think, as we all know, once you bring grassroots in the situation, it sounds really good, yeah. but corruption's on the way. You yeah. know, because all it takes is the one person that's running the league. Grassroots is code for corruption. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Any organization, and I love grassroots we gotta organizations. Bring, we got to bring grassroots <laughs> into the... Is grassroots a business term? Like, mm. like when people are building apps would you say like this is like a grassroots yeah. operation of that's uh, what they say yeah all right because if they don't they should that's a great way to like that's a great i'm way sure to, that's i think that's what the ringer told me at one point that we're just a grassroots operation this oh a startup. startup yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like grassroots needs to to cross over get more cachet get, get more cachet and everyone just is like yeah this is like the this app is like uber but it's like a grassroots version and yeah yeah i don't know uber. um all right, what else? Who else is a big winner? Well, uh, speaking of time? grassroots movement, movements that have been pure and from the heart and uh, definitely have no marketing behind it, Coach K's farewell tour, I think, has to be up there yeah. uh, as an off-season winner. It's a tier one off-season move. It's a move that was predicted on this show. Here's a question, though. Yeah. Did he announce it too soon? Should he have waited till like, right now? This feels like a good time to announce it when there's mm-hmm. not a lot going on in the world of sports. Coach K drops the hammer now and is like, I'm I'm retiring this year. Well, he did it in June before the NBA playoffs. So he was That's trying to time it and he yeah. thought that it would carry over, but he didn't realize, or maybe he did, that the NIL was going to happen July 1st, which brings me to my another mm. tier one offseason storyline, the NIL rights. Uh, July 1st, it hits. Andy Katz came on our show, told us it was going to happen. And then in the same vein, Mark Few becomes the face of college basketball during those trials and hearings. So he's also winning the offseason. Mark Few is a tier one because Mark yeah. Few, uh, listen, Baylor was unbelievable. I, I certainly think every Baylor fan on earth would argue that Baylor was a better team than Gonzaga the entire season. Yes. I don't necessarily believe that, but they certainly proved it on the one night they had to. And uh, I, you know, I, I Baylor is a better team than Gonzaga. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. But the point is, Tate, um, for a lot of people, myself included, for that entire season, Gonzaga was the best team in the country mm-hmm. last season. They go undefeated, obviously, go yeah. into the national title game. They don't lose to Baylor. The game is over before the under-16 timeout in the first half. It, it was over. over two minutes into the game. It was over. We looked at each other, you and I. We, we try to wait for these moments <laughs> before you make declarations. We looked at each other and said, I think this game is, this over. is over. And it was just snowballed from the there. Bell, yeah. the, the bell rang. Baylor landed two punches. Yep. It was over. Yep. Um. And that should be, if we are in normal times, if we, the pandemic's not going on and it's like weird vibes around the tournament already and all that, in normal times, we're ripping Mark Few apart. Mm-hmm. We're saying like, what the hell happened? You have Jalen Suggs, you have Corey Kispert, you have Drew Titt. Your team is absolutely loaded. You're undefeated. You choke so badly. How did this happen? Mark Few immediately pivots, flushes yep. that down, yep. uh, starts talking about his name's in the North Carolina job hunt. Yep. That was, but that was before, right? Did, did Carolina yeah. hire Hubert well, Davis before the? Well, this is after the season is over. So. Yeah, after the season's yeah. over. When did Hubert Davis get hired? He got hired like April, like eighth, like a week because it was Roy, a week after, Roy, right? Roy announced I got on that April right. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got that right. Yeah, yeah. So like, the, as soon as the season's over, Mark yeah. Few's names in the the Carolina. Exactly. He, he, so he's already Walker Kessler. That. Walker Kessler, yes. Yep. Um, they land Chet Holmgren this off season, and as you said, he's like in front of Congress. Now he's like made himself the face of name image likeness. When like last year he was asked about it, and he was like, "I don't like it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, "Don't bring it to the game." <laughs> this is gonna ruin college sports. So absolutely genius offseason by Mark Few, how he's handled. It. And now Gonzaga is gonna be number one in the country coming into next year, and everyone's going to. Yeah, he really does just power through. He's like he is Mark Few. The way he runs his program is the equivalent of. Like Twitter back in like 
2015 when like someone would go through a scandal and they just tweet through it. Yeah. Rick Pitino was really good at that. Rick yeah, Pitino no, he, tweeted he, he through it. He did tweet through it. He just he, literally he tweeted through got it. got to the other side of it. Yeah. Like he got scan- back to college basketball. Scandal happens in you and I, you, to you or I. We're yeah. like, delete everything. Yes. Get off the grid. Wipe it. Yeah. Rick Pitino, I think, started his Twitter account because he was going through a scandal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to tweet through this. He's like, I'm going to face these guys. I'm going to tweet through it. Uh, that is Mark Few. When he faces crisis in his program, he's just like, everyone thinks we're chokers because uh, we, they never made the Final Four until... Mm-hmm. They did, but uh, then they lose in the title game to Carolina. Like they, all the ebbs and flows, we don't need to revisit all of them. But uh, that Gonzaga. No, go has back gone to the through. Carolina thing. Again. <laughs> all the ebbs, all the the roller coaster of Gonzaga basketball through it all. Mark Few is like, I'm just gonna tweet through it. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna power through, pretend it doesn't happen. I, uh, I want to give it like a comparison, and this might be a stretch, but the college coaches are the NBA stars, like the players, right? So in college, the coaches are the stars, and the NBA, the players are the stars. And if you wanted to you know, give a a doppelganger to these coaches. I would say Mark Few is Kevin Durant, right? He didn't he didn't win the championship, but somehow everyone collectively has said, well, he he is the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he kind of is the guy yeah. now. And then Coach K is LeBron. Right. He's sitting over here. He has the farewell tour. He should be getting all the flowers, but they're saying he's a washed king. You know, and yeah. Coach K is like, I'm not washed. Right. One last ride. Let's get after it. And then I think Scott Drew and Baylor they are Giannis and the Bucks. Like they mm, actually won the title. Okay, let's they should be getting all you know the praise and they should be getting all the coverage. But nobody, everyone wants to give some sort of caveat as to why they, like you said, it was one night. They weren't the best team all year. You know, whatever it may be. So those are kind of where it's splintered in college basketball. Mick Cronin is. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, he's like the <laughs> Phoenix Suns. There you go. That's right? good. Yeah, yeah. Mick Cronin's like the Phoenix like Suns. Like they had a great run. And, and Johnny Juzang to- is Chris Paul. Like he's coming back for one more. <laughs> We're not sure it's going to be the same. We're not sure if the magic's going to hit again, but we might as well run Let's it back. Let's keep going. What else is there? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I got. Kansas is, <laughs> Bill Self is Joel Embiid. Uh-huh. And the Sixers. It, make, it checks out. because yeah. Joel's a, yeah, All the talent in the world. They always come up a little short, but like, are they? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's an insult to Kansas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kansas they're upset. Fans. They're not. They're but the also Wilt Chamberlain, Kansas. Yeah. Played with the Sixers. In, yeah. All right. <laughs> or the Warriors. Okay. I think he played with the Warriors. Like the Philadelphia Warriors. How do we get on this? I don't remember. Oh, Mark Few. Mark yeah. Few. Yeah. The, the, he's a star. I just want to let you know that. I think Mark Few is Kevin Durant, where he is now the yes. guy. And, and Coach K and LeBron are on the other side. Right. But they're still trying to get your attention. You know right. what I mean? Like they're not letting this guy have it center, have all the center of attention. So that's there where we are. Uh, what, what else is there? I want to I throw in, uh, I think in tier one, Chris Beard has to be in there okay. too. Um, and Because Chris Beard finessed the hell out of Texas Tech. Uh, we, we all knew he was going to Texas, but for some mm. reason, Texas Tech fans really felt like he was going to stick around. They thought it was impossible. Yeah. I remember I tweeted last year that like one shock is done, like, you know, congratulations, Chris Beard is coming. And I got railed. Yeah. Like I was an idiot. Yeah. But I, but yeah. I also get it. Like I, I would feel the same if you were at a school and your kind of little brother and and big brother over here is like, just don't don't worry, we're gonna get your guy soon. It's like, all right, who's calm the down. best program? Who has the best program where um if if there are rumors that their coach is leaving, they're not like, no, that would never happen. They our, our guy's gonna definitely stay here. It might be Xavier. <laughs> I'm trying to, I just I'm trying to think off the top of because you know, like every single program, that's how it works. Like you could yeah. be you could be the coach like Mark Godfrey at Cal State Northridge. You and I could start. It's kind of like a battle between Xavier and Cincinnati. 
Yeah, you but we could mean? start. We could start a rumor that like Cal is interested in hiring Mark Godfrey. Yeah, and, and the Cal State Northridge fans would be like, he he would never do that. Mm-hmm. He why would he do that? That mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. He's happy here. Yeah, we give him all the freedom. He loves being in LA. He loves being in LA. Like and everyone is <laughs> like all the fans just build a case that like he will definitely not. You know. Yeah. Um, but there's got to be programs where they'd be like, yeah, I, I could see that. <laughs> I can see them definitely leaving. I feel like Xavier's a good one just because they've had so many coaches leave. They've and got Chris Mack, I mean, when you have... Mata, an, Sean Miller, Chris yeah. Mack, that if, if, if Travis... Skip Prosser? Yeah, Skip Pro, If Travis Steele's name gets floated for, I don't know, pick a school. Um, DePaul. <laughs> okay, that one. That one. I'd be fired up if I was Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you almost let him go to DePaul at that point. Uh, Chris Beard finesses Texas Tech because, as, as we said, like all the Texas Tech fans are like, this can't happen. They're in the same conference, whatever, whatever. That brings me to the next point, Tate. Did Chris Beard know that Texas was going to the SEC? I think so. It feels like... From what I've heard from a couple of my Texas friends, this was a a, a, a plan. This was a strategic yeah. plan that has been known for at least a year. Here's my other question. So. Here's a galaxy brain thing for you that you probably didn't think about. Did Kim Mulkey at Baylor <laughs> know that the Big 12 was done? I mean, that's a, that's a great question. And then also, she, what did, did they she know? didn't even play at LSU, and she was like, I'm going I'm back going to home. She's played. She took all the Brad Stevens coming home memes yeah. and was like, I guess that's a bad example because Brad Stevens is not from Bloomington. Damn it. Erase it. Jim, delete this part. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, take that out. But she, yeah, she's like, I'm coming home, guys. I'm going to Baton Rouge. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. That, um, I mean, the best she was, get out because she knew the Big 12 was folding. I legitimately thought that she was, she played at LSU. And then you were the first person to tell me <laughs> that she like, did it. And I'm still a little thrown off by the whole thing. Because it wasn't, it was like they celebrated it that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be like, I'm going back to my home state. I was like, if I went to High Point, you know, Tubby Smith hires me to go to High Point. I wouldn't be like, I'm coming back to my alma mater. <laughs> Roll out the red carpet. Uh, and and uh, the, the other thing I just want to say about uh, Chris Beard is he got Marcus Carr. Um, and mm. we love him for that because he got Marcus Carr out of the Big Ten. So, uh, yeah. But Texas is going to be really good, dude. They got they got Timmy Allen, too, mm. from uh, Utah. Um, they, and he got a handful of other chances. I forget who the other dudes are, but Timmy Allen and uh, Marcus Carr are the big ones. Texas is going to be like a top five team. Yeah, I need like a Texas to be undefeated at home and have a headline that just says home improvement. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, can we talk about like tier five or, or less? Like I just yeah, wanted to throw yeah, this out. There. Just, just Iowa as, as a program, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they had so much promise this past year. And then when you look at the talent that came out, uh, of this class, Luca Garza looked great in you know the G League. Joe Wieskamp, you and I really both believe in. So does Greg Popovich, who just won a gold medal. Um, CJ Frederick goes to Kentucky. You know, I mean, it yeah. was just yeah. it was not a great off season for Iowa. So and if it, we're talking about tier way, one, I'm going to go down to tier five and just put them. The there. way that Iowa lost in the NCAA tournament hurts too because um, not all losses are equal. This one felt like a a football loss, and what I mean by that is. Yeah. When bowl games happen in in football, in college football, and one team destroys another team, that sticks with you for like 10 years. And yeah. everyone looks at it and says, you can't, like, I don't know, Ohio State for the longest time, like, because the, the LSU and Florida beat us in back-to-back national title games. It was like, Ohio State just simply cannot compete with the South. Yeah. They do not have the athletes. <laughs> and, like, I was sitting there as an Ohio State student at the time. I was like... <laughs> Maybe they're right. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you start they, believing it. See, yeah, that's how like, the SEC works. They get the doubt in your mind. Yes. And you're like, wait a second. Yes. <laughs> and and college football is like the one sport where this is true, where where uh they the, the, these stereotypes are built and then the stereotypes are like weirdly true. You know yeah. what I mean? Where like they, they they show a stat where they're like Michigan State has never, you know, 
Michigan State has never beat Texas. Yeah. Ever. Out, out, outside, like ever. Yeah. You, you know, and then you look at you look it up and it's like the last time they played was like 1954. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, well, what does that have to do with this game? And then yeah. the game happens and Texas wins by four touchdowns, and you're like, I guess I, I yeah, guess yeah, there's yeah, something yeah, to yeah, it. I guess there's something and to this. The point being here is that or the way Oregon beat Iowa, it felt mm. like a program loss. We talk about program wins on the mm-hmm. show sometimes because they're hilarious and I still don't know what those are. <laughs> but uh this was a program loss where it was like it was like an indictment on the entire state of Iowa and how they approached the sport of basketball. That Oregon just ran them off the floor and yeah. Iowa could not compete at any like Iowa's guys are just looking at the bench every five seconds, like, what do we do? Well, They're and, so much better than and, us. And it was a very, like you said, it, it was one of those moments where it was athleticism that was really the difference maker. Like, yeah. you know, Oregon had all these guards that were just like supremely athletic, and you looked at Iowa and you're like, they don't have anyone that can match up with these guys. And that was our, already a Uh, a talking point of sorts. When you talked about Fran McCaffrey's team, you knew that they had talent, but you also knew that they were lacking athleticism. And then when you see that and it's so glaring and it's against a team that is full of top flight athletes, I mean, it was a bad matchup. You know what I mean? We got Andy Katz up here and Andy Katz told us that that's the reason it happened the way that it did. But it does feel like McCaffrey, like Iowa Iowa would have to have a a stupendous comeback over the next two, three years for Fran McCaffrey, I think, to get that cachet back with Iowa fans. I agree with you. I feel like he's the, if we're we're doing our hot seats as we will, as we get closer to the season, Fran McCaffrey is going to have to be on the hot seat. (laughs) He's going to be. It's not his fault. It just happens. He's going to be on the hot seat. Put him on the hot seat. Put him on the hot seat. Uh, I just pulled up the box score because I I remember there was a stupid stat. I love Fran McCaffrey, by the way. Personally, I would never put him on the hot seat, but the Iowa fans, (laughs) they were upset. I'm just reporting it, folks. I'm just telling telling you what what I'm 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 telling you what I'm hearing. Uh, I remember a stupid stat from that game, but I I went to double check it. Um, Oregon starters in that game had 89 points. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Their five starters combined for 89 well, points. And, and the bench, a 40-minute the bench actually for Iowa, they had some guys that came off the bench that that were better than their starters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that the McCaffrey's second, son was good, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. The, I mean, the I, other I one, love the McCaffrey Patrick, kids. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, <laughs> I love the McCaffrey. <laughs> What are you doing? Dude? I just know that they're going to pull this clip and be like, Fran McCaffrey's on the hot seat. And I just want to go ahead and say, that's not coming from me. That's coming from the Iowa fans. That's what they're going to say. Jim, we did a super cut of Tate just throughout the years, all the times where he just like shitting all over someone. And he's I love like, that guy. And I, you have to understand them. I love this. So I, it pains me to say this. I, uh, I saw someone called Dick Vitale, uh, the biggest cheerleader of basketball. And I don't know why it made me laugh so much, but there's sometimes on the show where it does feel like you you get in that mode, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm a fan. I'm cheering on this team. I'm a cheerleader for these guys. Here's but- a question I have for you, a big picture question that uh, we can pivot away from the the tier for a second. Because yeah. I, I, I genuinely, uh, uh, I don't know, who cares? But uh, do d- does the name image likeness, t- to, to this point you're talking about, does name image likeness rules change for you the way we, both you and I, and college basketball media, college basketball fans, should be quote unquote allowed to talk about players because for the longest time, yeah. as I've gotten older, this has been weird because when I was, uh, when I, I, I started doing this, which I, I don't know what this really is, but mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is we do for a living right after college tape. Yeah. And when I would talk about players, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily be ruthless, but like I, I was on a college basketball team for four years. And I know that if a guy misses two free throws, 
up by two with a minute left. Like, I know that the coach is yelling at him in the locker room yeah. and telling him he's, you know, I know the language that's being used. Yes. I, I understand, like, the sentiment. Yes. So if for, Coach K was there, he's going to be wearing Timberlands and running the stadium later yes. that night. Yes. And I understand all that. I understood mm-hmm. all that. So, like, when I got into this business and I would, like, talk about players or coaches, uh, I mean, I was ruthless towards Tom Crean because I was like, like, yeah. uh, be better, Tom. You're, you suck. Like, what, <laughs> he has what, not forgotten. Yeah. He's never, he'll never forget that. And, um, as I've gotten older, I've realized oh, that it, it it becomes a, a worse look, I guess, as you get older and you're you're ripping on nineteen year old kids yeah. and you're like you got to play harder. I mean, like Dockic, Dockic. That's why a lot of people like hated Dockic. I I liked it. I used to like Dockic, believe it or not. Uh, once upon a time, um, because I he, liked him until he stood up our live show. Yeah, that, that was the end of it. <laughs> I gave him the benefit of the doubt. But he I used to. I liked him. He 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 was that way though because he would uh, he he would like not necessarily attack kids, but like a guy wouldn't run back on defense. He's like, that's bullshit. You're not, you, yeah. like you're not that's bullshit. That's just bullshit. Yeah. That's just how we say it. And yeah. We're like, what? And um, I guess, I guess as I've gotten older, what, what has happened is I realized, yeah, maybe we should calm down a little bit because they are amateur athletes. I, it, it, it probably, I shouldn't be like pushing 40 and ripping on a kid for not getting, who cares? You know, it's like, I've kind of like, that, that's messed with my brain. Yeah. But then <laughs> someone recently has like brought up the idea that like, if these guys are making money, does that make them professionals? Mm. Does that make it more not not that we have to like crap all over the guys or whatever? But yeah. you know you know what I mean. No, Is that going to change? I know what you're saying, and I think there's an easy solution here. We need to know all the NIL deal deals. Like we need them mapped out for us. Like we need to have a, a sheet, Jim. Maybe we work on this where we see you know what this deal is how long the deal is, what the company is. And then we have a list of guys Yeah, and they're the ones that are, we're allowed to rip on. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. And, and I, and I, Cause, and we, and we, and we posit it that way to everybody. We say, look, would never do this to leaky black <laughs> would never do that to him. But Armando Baycott is getting paid by Jimmy Seafood. And if he doesn't get his ass back on defense, (laughs) I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) No, I mean, a great example, Amani Bates. That's who we're talking about a lot recently. (laughs) Amani Bates uh, stabs Michigan State in the back, decommits after talking about loyalty, uh, uses the commitment to Michigan State to help his father's little school that they'd created. That whole, you know, like it's it's pretty transparent what happened. And my my immediate instinct is like rip the situation because this is this is bullshit. What's going on? Like we, we see what's going on. Um, but then you're like, you know, maybe, maybe it's just a kid making the best decision for himself. Maybe, you know, like maybe I should pull back a little bit. I don't care how, what your perspective is on this, like to, to, to that extent, if, if you're someone who really believes like, just let the kid make whatever his decision is, we shouldn't have any say in any of these guys' decisions whatsoever. The moment I tell you that like Amani Bates backed away from Michigan state and is mm. like going to Memphis cause he's going to make $5 million, whatever the number is. Yeah. I don't care how much you were thinking that some small party is like, oh, okay, well then I get it. You know, like some small party is like, all right, I guess you can create, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that you have to, not that you have to say he's a bad person or attack his face. I don't mean all that. I'm just saying like in the same way that if, if we were to, to rag on professional basketball players, I don't think anyone really like rushes their defense and says like, calm down. These guys. Well, absolutely you know I mean? not. Yeah, absolutely. I, find, not. I think that's going to be Quite fascinating. I think that's going to be fascinating moving forward because a big thing about like criticizing basketball players was college basketball players was they're not even getting paid, dude. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. What what, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Well, because usually the, the person that is talking about them is getting paid, so it's this yes, weird. It's a weird dynamic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe now, I think you're right. I think we need to know we need the, the list. Yeah, give me the list. Release the deals. I, yeah. I want to know who I can show. I'm like looking at Paige <laughs> Becker's, like how much money she's making. I'm like, I, I don't see anything to rip on, but I think I have <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> it's an obligation to rip on her. 
<laughs> Send me the list of people making more money than me, and I'm going after all of them. That's not how this sport works. I make the money. Yeah, <laughs> the I, think that, I think that's a Dan Dockage approach. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, talk about some more winners and losers. Quick break to talk about our friends at Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with zero, zero limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of the, all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Buying a car is one of the biggest purchasing decisions you can make. And right now it can be especially difficult. Edmunds has been taking the stress out of the entire car shopping process for over 50 years. At Edmunds, they know cars. The Edmonds vehicle testing team is one of the largest in the industry every year. Edmonds editors drive over half a million miles and conduct thousands of hours of testing on hundreds of new vehicles. They have some of the best reviews and rankings you can find. You can read the in-depth reviews for almost every make and model or quick reference Edmonds top rated awards so you can find the right car for you. Once you've narrowed down your list, Edmonds makes it easy to search for these vehicles in your area, get accurate prices so you can know how much to pay and connect with local dealers to set up a test drive or make your own purchase. Shopping for a car can be overwhelming, but Edmunds is here to guide you to your perfect vehicle. Visit Edmunds.com to see their best car rankings and search for vehicles near you. That's E-D-M-U-N-D-S.com. For cars, there's Edmunds. It can happen so easily. You're out with your friends or coworkers. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. It's time to go. And for a moment, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license? You lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. All right, what else we got? Any Anything else on the list, Tate, that we got to hit? Winners, I mean, as we're going through some of the things that happened in the offseason, you know, I run through some stuff. I mean, Mac McClung making his decision to go to the NBA. I, I just feel like that's still in the college Sign basketball. A contract. Yeah, I know. But I feel like that was still in the college basketball sphere, you know, because Chris Beard, will he go there to Texas? Will he stay at Texas Tech? Mac McClung won the offseason because he ended up going to the Lakers. You know what I mean? That's where he, he got the transfer Lakers. portal and he went to the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, that's a W. We got to put him up there. So I was happy about that. Uh, we should get college basketball. We should be able to uh, uh, draft our own guys. Like when they go to the we, we, we should get like a uh, like Mac McClung's a college basketball player. I, yes. like if Mac McClung becomes a five time NBA all star. He's still a college basketball player. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense to you? It's like what Josh I'm Hart. Like I watched Josh, Josh Hart's Hart. A college like, he's a college player. basketball player. Yeah. 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 He's ours. Yeah. yeah. He's we get him. Kimba Walker. He's ours. Kimba Walker. Yeah. He is. Great call. He is. Great call. They, tr- they tried. They tried to make him an NBA star. Who's the but he's best? A college basketball who's star. the best college basketball player in NBA history? Mm. Tim Duncan. Yeah. Tim Duncan. Maybe Tim Duncan. Yeah. James Worthy. Tim Duncan. Yeah. Final, like, finals MVP. I'm looking at just finals MVPs. Okay. Right? That's what I'm thinking of right now. So yeah. James Worthy, Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, if he won a finals MVP, would be in there. Mm. Didn't win one. Mm. Can't be in the conversation. Kevin Durant yeah. is a college basketball player. Uh, I think he is. I think he is. To me, he's a college basketball player. Yeah. He's kind of 50 50. So. He's split. He's on both sides. Uh, Tim Duncan's the right answer. Tim Duncan's the answer. He's yeah. the, he's the yeah. four years at Wake Forest, National Player of the Year. See, I don't, I don't know if one and done guys can be college basketball players. I know that 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 is that's the, where my Greg Oden but, is a college basketball. But Ky- player. Greg was, yeah. yeah. 
Mike Greg, Conley's a college basketball player. See, I would say, I would say, Mike might be split too. He, he may Mike have is a little up. split. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say that Anthony Davis was college, but he's become. I think if Anthony Davis doesn't go to the Lakers, maybe we make the argument he's the one one and done guy yeah. that belongs to college. Yeah, but now he's he's. Especially when you look at that team now, yeah. you're just like, my God, That's Anthony NBA. Davis yeah. literally dragged them to the championship. <laughs> what a stupid exercise that we're doing here, but it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Matt McClung's a college I mean, Gordon player. Hayward is up there as one of the best college basketball NBA Great players. Point. Seriously. Great point. He's up there. <laughs> and I'm not saying that just because I'm a Charlotte Hornet, all right? But he's definitely <laughs> Who's the best there. NBA player that came through college for more than one year? Ooh. <laughs> That's a good question. It really is. And everyone it's knows Jordan, what I'm talking guess, right? about. Yeah, it's it'd, be, it'd be Jordan. Jordan. It'd yeah, have to be Jordan. Three years. Yeah, because he was there three years. Yeah, never mind. Kareem. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is stupid. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what else? I, I, I could I, argue Kareem's a college basketball player. Kareem might be. Yeah. Walton is, for Walton sure. Walton is. Uh, Kareem, well, is, is maybe, you know, the name change helps us out with that. Lou Alcindor is a high school college player. Isaiah Thomas is up there for, like, NBA player. That was amazing in college. Great won call. a title. It's great probably call. Jordan versus Isaiah Thomas. That's a great call. Which is uh, hilarious because that is literally, I feel like basketball Basketball could be described as either Jordan, like for certain generations, like Jordan versus LeBron. But if you lived in the 20th century and have any sort of, you know, mind, it was kind of like bird and magic, Isaiah Jordan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And you you had to pick a side. Yeah. And it kind of defined who you are. With, like I like magic and Michael, you know what I mean? And you like Larry Bird and Isaiah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Indiana guys. <laughs> no, I mean, but I'm just saying, like you know, you you pick your sides, and that's yeah. where you stand. Yeah, Bird. Where, where what was Bird? Bird. Bird went to the title game. He can't be college, but he though. but he went to the title game. He can't be college. Magic can't be college either. Yeah, Magic's not college. <laughs> uh, I wanted to shout out as a winner um, in this offseason the entire Big Ten. I was waiting mm. for you to say it. I can't believe that wasn't number one on your list. Uh, I did not make my list. <laughs> Jawan Howard, first of all always winning, stays winning, um, has number one recruiting class in the country, Tate. Yep. Everyone's talking about Chet Holmgren and Gonzaga. What about the class? You're looking at one player, Tate. How about you look at the whole class? Yep. Michigan has the best class. Hunter Dickinson is back. Um, and Juwan Howard, Michigan's going to be very good. Uh, Purdue's going to be very good. Uh, mm. The Big Ten as a whole is going to be very good. Brad Underwood, as we know, was, was a big, fat loser in April. Yeah. He, everyone was leaving. All his coaches left. Io DeSuma left. Yep. Kofi Coburn was in the transfer portal. Adam Miller left. Yep. Uh, it, it looked like the sky was falling in Champaign. He has circled the wagons. Illinois is very much back. They're going to be fine. Yeah, Kofi Coburn uh, is probably the Big Ten player of the year preseason, right? So that's good. Mike Woodson has knocked it out of the park from the second he was hired at Indiana. Yes. And uh, I think the Indiana fans, it's been interesting. They, they just went to the Bahamas and smoked the Serbian professional team twice on their little international trip they did. Yeah. Uh, and it's... I will say this about Indiana fans that I, from what I can gather, they they have now shifted into the cautious optimism, fit, which yeah. is, it, this does feel different. I don't know if Mike Woodson's going to be different. I know everyone that's not an Indiana, Indiana fan is like, we've been here before. This is Tennessee football. This is Texas football, whatever football, mm-hmm. Nebraska football. Mm-hmm. People love comparing Indiana to- To whatever to football, football school. Michigan yeah. football. Yeah, this is USC football. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe it is, but I will say the, the vibe is very different, Tate. That's all I'm going to say is that the vibe around Indiana is different because- I would agree with that. I gauge it based off of the fans. The fans, every time when they hired- Tom Crean, the fans grabbed their nuts, threw up middle fingers and said, suck it, America. We're back, baby. Yeah. 
And then that didn't work out. And then they hired Archie Miller and they grabbed their nuts and they said, suck it, America. We're back, baby. Now <laughs> that didn't work out. Now they're hiring Mike Woodson and he has killed every, like every step of the way he's been, he's, he's recruiting the, the things he's saying to the media um, on down the line. He's killing it. And you, you ask Indiana fans, like, you're feeling pretty good about this season. They're like, yeah. See, see, I would, see, I would say like, you know? if we're doing tiers, like tier two, for me, Indiana, Mike Woodson got to be in there because Trace Jackson Davis, as he said himself, yep. he was going to the NBA. Yeah. But Mike Woodson comes back and says, hey, young man, I watch your tape. You ain't playing in the NBA. Yeah. And I, But if you stay here with one more year, I'll teach you how to play in the NBA. And it's it's really good that the, you know, whatever, the, the news media of college basketball, the elite media of college basketball that, you know, love smelling their own farts. They decided mm-hmm. that Mike Woodson was a terrible hire. Mm-hmm. I think that was the best thing that happened in Indiana because when Archie got hired, it was Miller time. He's going to be perfect. He's going to be great. Take yada, the spotlight yada, yada. off. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what? He was a bad hire. We'll just go. We'll just go deal with our bad exactly. hire. Don't yeah. don't worry about. And I think that's him. working for Mike yeah. Woodson. And I think he would rather prefer that because we remember he went to the Knicks playoff game. Yeah. And Mike Woodson. So, Indiana is up there. They, they, almost won the offseason they're definitely tier two i think part of the the vibe around indiana fans is also that the football team is ranked for the first time in yeah. a thousand years i want to say it is um yeah. which is you're a football school just like yeah, north carolina yeah welcome yeah. to the party so there's the that element of uh usually this is the time of year where indiana fans are looking forward to basketball season all the way this this far in advance because yeah. it's like our football team sucks yeah now they're like you know what i'm not even, i'm gonna instead of trying to stick my chest out about what mike woodson's doing Let's focus on the football team, and we'll check in in November on the basketball team, which is going to work out wonders for for Indiana. I, think. I was going to say this, this is usually a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like especially as a North Carolina football fan, every single time I've had this feeling where I'm like, "Give me, give me to the first game," it's it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. And the first game happens to be in Blacksburg. You know what I mean? So they're going to be doing the hokey pokey. They're Carolina be, does. Carolina play, play does. Football? Yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. They're yeah. going to be jingling their keys, saying "key play." Lane Stadium is no joke, and uh, they'll probably lose that game, and then we'll be back to a basketball school. But going into the season, Indiana, North Carolina, mm-hmm. football schools. Uh, Maryland, we got to put on the list with Big Ten schools. They were killing it. Uh, Juwan, uh, Juwan Howard, Mark Turgeon. <laughs> I, was, I had the fight with Juwan Howard. Yeah, exactly. I was saying. Yeah, yeah. And he answers Juwan Howard's number one recruiting class by getting uh, two big time transfers. He gets Danny Manning on staff. That was, Mark Mark Turgeon was a big winner in uh, like April May. If yeah, I remember he right. was too early. He kind of he kind of he kinda peaked too early with yeah. his uh, off season winning. Um, what else is there? The 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 Bucks won the title. That counts as a Big Ten title. Uh, Marcus Carr's out of the league. We love that. Yeah. Uh, the SEC has has formed their super conference, and now the Big Ten is like basically in a position where we're the only life raft in town. And if you want to get it, either jump on our life raft or go sink with the ACC if you want. No, just stay <laughs> just stay put. ACC, don't take any phone calls. Stop calling oh, people. Man. I saw Mac Brown. Uh, he you know shout out to Mac Brown. He he said that he fears. That these mega, he calls them mega conferences. So I'm going to stick with that term now. I like that better than super conferences. Uh-huh. He said the mega conferences are great, but they're also going to leave some schools behind. And he's very worried about those schools. And it, it is going to be a disaster. You know what I mean? Like this whole new world that we're about to live in, but it's going to be great for content. And that's why we're here. So I'm excited it's for It's going to be great for content for sure. <laughs> uh, what else? Shout out to Tipton Edits guy. He was a big winner of this offseason. All the transfers, yeah. all the guys that were tons of transfers. Transferring, untransferring. Honestly, Kofi. Jay Billis's Titanic tweet has got to be up there <laughs> uh, as far as winning the offseason. That's one of the ones I remember. That's really stuck out to me. Kofi Coburn <laughs> declared for the draft. Yes. Undeclared. Yes. Put his name in the transfer portal. 
And then stayed at home. And then stayed at home. <laughs> Never forget that. Never forget. We can, You and I cannot forget this. That's one of the more... Daryl Morcel... <laughs> <laughs> when he announced he was leaving Maryland. That was my favorite. I think Morcel actually probably is a tier one winner of the offseason. Daryl Morcel just straight... He, where is he at? Marquette now? He yeah. ended up transferring. So yeah. like at least he... Shaka. But if he would have stayed, that would have been the funniest thing, I think, in college basketball history that this man announced. The possibilities are endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to spin a wheel. I'm going to spin a wheel of fortune, see where it ends. I might go to the draft, might not, might transfer, might not, might stay, might not. Might go play overseas. Might go play might overseas. Not. Might not. Those are his four options. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Oh, so good. What else is there? We have shout outs. I, yeah, let's start shouting out. Uh, I wanted to shout out Urban Meyer. Um, it takes a lot to cut <laughs> someone that you love. And uh, I watched those highlights of Tim Tebow. I did not watch the game because, I mean, you know, I'm not watching the Jaguars play preseason football. But I watched the highlights of Tim Tebow, and they were hilarious. You know what I mean? Him trying to block. Uh, I saw Shannon Sharp go on TV. He's like, I'm a tight end. He's like, this is no effort. This is zero effort. You know, you, you throw this guy out of camp. And if you don't, you lose all respect to the locker room. So I thought it was great that Urban Meyer... Obviously had someone on staff tell him that, that if he did yeah. not cut Tim Tebow, he was going to lose the locker room. And that is like Urban Meyer's dedication to Tim Tebow is like he was willing to lose the entire Jacksonville Jaguars locker room over Tim Tebow. But then he finally was like, OK, but do you, you think go. he was the one that made the decision? No, I think he was convinced to. I really do. I, I, I just wanted to shout him out because I'm sure that was a tough conversation for whoever came, you know, shot Khan or whoever it was. The owner yeah. like came down and said, hey. You got to do this. And I'm sure he was like, there's zero chance I'm cutting this I'm, guy. I'm excited for Urban to be the coach in Jacksonville. Um, I think he's got I, one or two years at this point. I just want him to like do something. Uh, I, I, I'm excited to not have to pretend like the guy cares about Ohio State or have, I, I'm excited to, to just sever the connection, you mm. know? And like when he, when he worked here at Fox and uh, he, he left Ohio State, he's working at Fox. Uh, you go back to Columbus all the time and call the games, and there's always like the little connection of like Urban's never going to coach again, and he's he's you know yeah. like he he was kind of like just kind of around and th that I don't want that tape. I'm a Trestle guy, always have been. Mm. I like and, Trestle and, too. Yeah, Urban was Urban. I don't know. He just used people forget to, both of our football programs. Same summer, 2010. The NCAA came to town. That's they right. came to Ohio State for tattoos. They came to North Carolina for classes, and because Robert Quinn had an expensive watch on. And this That's is the right. this is the organization that we have to get rid of. You know what I mean? We have all these fun conversations, but the NCAA has always been the problem. They've actually stopped good things from happening in the sport. In the in the um, you know, in the good faith of amateurism, which we now know was corrupt. Yeah. So like we have to all come together and say, F these guys. That's yeah. why they couldn't do anything with LSU. Because if they tried to, LSU would have been like, Okay, well, we've been talking to the SEC and they're the NCAA now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want That's Urban to uh, Urban's just the type of dude that says this is my dream job every time he gets a job gets a job yeah and when he came to Fox he was like this is this my is dream, dream job. job I'm never yeah, gonna leave I'm never gonna leave yeah. everyone upstairs is like man this is awesome Urban's gonna be here forever gets one call from the Jaguars he's like it's my, my dream, dream job, job. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Jacksonville <laughs> and I just want I, I just want the urban uh, especially I want Ryan Day to, to continue to be awesome and just I, I don't know Ur I, urban was just urban was a blip not a not a bomb yeah he was day. a you blip I, mean? I want him to be a blip he, you just guys like, he's needed a, guy a national title like you said to get that stench off he was of a you mercenary from the yeah like yeah. we both used each other send him on his way like yeah. come on we don't need to my so, one Urban Meyer story I was at LAX this is probably like four this is when he was still at Ohio State four or five years yeah. ago 
he had uh, two security guys with him. He had his little rolling suitcase. He rolls by. I'm sitting at a bar. He rolls by my bar, talking on the phone, obviously wanting to be seen, mm-hmm. for walking very slowly with his security. And then not five minutes later, he comes rolling back. And I was like, is this man just doing strolls? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. He just wanted to get, you know, seen by people. Seen to be seen. That's every yeah. Uh, I want to shout out the Little League World Series, which is going on right yes. now. As we're recording this, we actually have it on in the, uh, I can't read the score though. Bases are juice for somebody. Um, and also driving into lot today, I called my dad on the way in mm. and he was watching. This, this is day one of the Little League World Series. And my dad uh, watches the regional state. My dad is locked in. He, he knows <laughs> he can handicap the Little League World Series probably. Mm. Um and he, he told me two things. Number one, he said, look out for Tennessee. That was his big pick. Now, out of the gate, not looking great. Tennessee lost today. They lost to Ohio, one nothing in extras. Oh, wow. But the reason my dad loved Tennessee is because they apparently have a kid who was just mowing people down for Ohio and is, like, unhittable. And Danny Almonte? Yeah, they got a Danny Almonte type. So uh, Tennessee took the L today, but they, they might not be out of it. Ohio, though, like, if my dad's saying Tennessee's the best yeah. and Ohio out of the gate is, is beating Tennessee, all right. All right, um, <laughs> I just can't. I just can't get Danny. Al- Remember how big he was? You know what I mean? Like when Danny Almonte like went to like he's like sixty feet away from these like eleven year olds. You're like this kid's seventeen. <laughs> he's, he's throwing ninety four. He's miles like now. throwing straight Dontrell Willis gas. <laughs> uh, there's also apparently my dad told me there's a kid from Hawaii that pitches with both hands. Oh, that's sick. And my 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 dad is done that. with Belmont. Not really. So Belmont, if you're listening, he didn't say, he didn't say this. Yeah. But th- th- this is my read on it. My dad has put to put aside his his Belmont pet peeve that Belmont was snubbed from the NCAA tournament, and his new pet peeve is why can the kid from Hawaii that pitches with both hands not get a 85 limit pitch count? Because that's the limit. You can only throw 85 pitches in little league, and then yeah. you got to take yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Why can't he pitch 85 pitches with his left hand? And then switch to his right and pitch 85 with his right. Because that would that would be sick. Because he's like, if the rule's in place for these kids' arms not to, be to fall safe. off, to yeah. be safe, that's safe. Let him do it. That's my dad. But we all know, that's, cause we my all dad know that's not why the rules are in place. Right. That's the problem. Right. But that's the, that's the <laughs> cause my dad's fighting for right now. So uh, keep an eye on that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I remember I was uh, when I was covering Carolina baseball, uh, Ken Emanuel were in the ACC tournament. He had thrown 121 pitches in one game. This is a... <laughs> It's a 14 inning. We're playing. Is Dusty in- Baker the manager? It, well, dude, Trey Turner, who now plays on the Dodgers, the shortstop for NC State. Uh, Carlos Rodon uh, for the White Sox is pitching for NC State. You know, we have Colin Moran, who's on the Astros, like playing third base for North. I mean, it's like a lot of MLB players are in this yeah. game. Ken Emanuel is throwing like 120 some pitches at this point. And everyone's looking at the bench. They're like, well, Mike Fox definitely has to make the move now. And he rolls it back. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they don't care about these kids' arms. The best part about the League World Series is that there's always every team has, especially at the, this level of the yeah. World Series, not every Little League team, but if you're going to make the Williamsport, you have to have at least one kid that's hit puberty in, in a big way. Yeah. Like, there, there has to be one kid that's like at least 5'10", 5'11". Yeah. yeah. The, guy who, the guy who's getting jammed it's like hit, the ball's hitting his hands as he swings and it still goes over the field. <laughs> yeah, it's like goes over in right field. <laughs> so every team has that guy, which is, uh, as as you said, like that's why they have the 85 pitch limit is because yeah. if that guy's pitching, we got to get him out of here. Yeah. We can't just let him dominate every game. But then they also, take, and this is the fun wrinkle about Little League, it feels like every single one of these teams has the run. Mm-hmm. Every single team seems to have like the coach's kid or like the, yeah. the kid who's like, the best kid's brother. Usually the second baseman. Yes. Yeah. The kid that sucks. And the literally World Series rules say that all the kids have to take an at-bat and play mm-hmm. yeah. in the field. 
So which the was coaches, the rule for the coach's son, so you, that he could play. You can make an argument that Little League World Series coaches are the best coaches in all of sports. Yeah. That they have to manage a team with that in place, where they're like, "How do we maximize the Our puberty? Talent. Yeah, <laughs> and minimize <laughs> this pip squeaks yeah. impact on yeah. the game. It's amazing. It is the sport of August. You know what I mean? Like we were yeah. talking about the calendar. It's like we get done with the Olympics. If you're a sports fan, now you go straight to Little League World Series, and that I think that when people ask the difference between Los Angeles and North Carolina. And like watching and viewer experience and fandom. That's the difference because in North Carolina and in Ohio and Indiana, they just keep rolling with what's on TV. They just keep yeah. watching the next sport up like your dad. My dad's doing the same thing. And that I miss that. I, I feel like I get distracted out here. I need to get back to the Little League World Series. I'm going to start watching. I know. I know. I mean, well, I used to watch NASCAR the- races sometimes on Sundays. You know how boring that is? <laughs> you know how stupid that is? <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> Oh, man. Anything else? Any shout outs? I mean, honestly, I don't really have any major shout outs. I, I just wanted to work through the offseason because I feel like we're yeah. getting closer and closer. I do have one thing I want to shout out. There was a there's a picture going around of my university. The first day of class, everyone goes to the old well and they take a sip of water out of the old well. What? Yeah, that's what that's just like. That's good luck. That's what you're supposed to do. So before your first day of class, you go to the old well, you take a sip of water. There's a picture that's circulating around that you UNC had put out themselves of the long line and all these kids going up to the, to the public water fountain, taking a sip, then walking to class. Next kid comes up and obviously it's a pandemic. This is probably the worst thing that you could do as far as germs. You know what I mean? This is like people putting their spittle on a public thing. And then the next kid comes up and do it, you know? So I just want to say, I thought we were smarter as a university. Um, I'm a fan of tradition. I'm just, and I love the tradition. I did it my freshman year for my mom. My mom's like, please go to the old well, get a sip of water. It'll be good luck. I did that. I did not get an A in that class that I went to astronomy. Barely, barely got through it, honestly. So the, the water did not help me. But in a global pandemic, maybe we skipped a tradition for one year. That's all I'm saying. Come on, guys. You, how, I, how did I never know this? about That people Carolina? do this? The, yeah, yeah we're this. superstitious. <laughs> not going to win three times. Get your sip of water. Make sure you get to class five minutes early. You know, there's all types of things you got to (laughs) do. But don't do it during a global pandemic. And surely don't tweet the picture out. You know what I mean? I don't even even care that you do it. Just don't put the picture out and have all these people tweeting at me. "Uh, Any thoughts? Uh, What what do you think about this? Uh, uh." (laughs) Nothing. I think nothing of it. Just don't do it. I know. I'm yelling at these people. I'm yelling at these people. Stop tweeting at me the same image. Streisand effect at work here. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Ryan Vasily right now. Uh, my final shout out is uh, to my brother, uh, who I gave a shout out to uh, his birthday. He, he, he turned, how old did he turn? He, he was born in 84. Was it 37, I guess? Nice. At the start of the month. Uh, some sad news in the family, Tate. Uh, Ryan had to put down his dog. Oh, my his God. Dog. And the reason, I'm not telling you that to, to as a bummer. Um, I, I, it, he, it, the, it, it was noteworthy because this is the first dog our family ever had. Uh, we it wasn't the family dog. It was Ryan, like Ryan got him when he had graduated college and he was living on his own or whatever. But we never had dogs growing up. My dad said he was allergic. We've now that all the kids have <laughs> dogs, Coach we Dias. realize 
He just didn't want to talk. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm allergic. He's, like, he's allergic to the dogs if we come over with You're our like, dogs. What kind of dog are you allergic to? He's like, oh. Dude, my dad comes over and like grabs <laughs> Moses and like rubs his face. And he's just putting his face in Moses' face. And I'm like, are you not allergic anymore? What the hell happened here? He's like, Mark. Um. So my brother got his dog uh, before I got Moses. That was So I was the first one in any of our family to have a dog. And it kind of like ignited our love for dogs. And yeah. we, we became a dog. Was we it a golden retriever also? It was also a golden retriever. Wow. But the real reason I'm sharing the story because I could tell you this off air and, and like maybe our audience doesn't care to to be shout close out. Yeah. They're, they're they're done. They're you done. Know, the real reason I'm telling you the story is because <laughs> my brother's a Cubs fan, just like me, just like yeah. my entire family. And so what do you do when you're a Cubs fan and you get your first dog? You name it Wrigley. Oh. Good the name. The dog was named Wrigley, Tate. And uh a month ago, three weeks ago, four however long ago, Wrigley had a clean bill of health. He was fine. He was a a dog that you would have looked at him. You would have said that dog is is a model dog. Mm-hmm. He, he is he is perfect. Then the Ricketts family traded the Cubs core. They traded everybody. <laughs> they traded everybody. I get what you're saying now. It broke Wrigley's heart. And I, I I'm not saying that Tom Ricketts killed my brother's dog. I'm just saying that if you if, if you someone put, made if, that argument, I would listen. Yeah. If the Hardy Boys put the clues together. <laughs> yeah. All signs point to, I mean, seeing Anthony Rizzo in a Yankees jersey probably yes. was the last straw yes. for Wrigley. Yeah. He so was like, Dad, he, turn off Sports Center. He was, uh, he was 11. He was, he was, you know, he was, he was an older dog. So like it was, it was whatever. But, uh, I, I, <laughs> I just want to shout Brian listens to the show too. I already talked to him. And we like, you know, we love we you, Ryan. Him. We love, Sorry. we love, the, love Wrigley too. We love the pup, um, all that. But the, the coincidence of the timing of it all, like my, cause my brother called me when, uh, when the trade happened and then like he found out Wrigley was sick, uh, like three days later and just Sounds, you know, th- so the other day when he called me and he said like we finally we put we put him down or he, he did bring mention that up he's like and i don't want to point out the obvious but like what the hell my dog named Wrigley like asked the cubs what what do you think the over under is on the next world series for the cubs this is what i asked one of my friends when all this was happening i gave the line at 30 and a half years yeah i think you're right i don't think it's gonna happen uh i i, I don't know if that's just the defeatist in me that's just like you know, I'm the worst so thing to that happened was you guys winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the future. Like it was great when it happened, obviously, but it was all there was like this dark kind of undertone to the win where it was like, oh, we did it. Oh, oh it's no. over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, identity like, crisis. Yeah. It's like if Purdue ever makes a final four again. Yeah. They don't know what they're going to do. With yeah. Themselves. Who are we? Because <laughs> now we're just the team that went to one no, final for, four. Purdue hangs a national championship banner. Mm. Like Purdue loves it, obviously, but then they have to step back and be like, Crap, now we're in the game. Because, like, right now, yeah. Indiana's the banner game. Purdue is like the, we don't do the banners. We send guys to the moon, bitch. Like, that's yeah. better. Yeah. But once you win one banner, now, now you're in the game. And now Indiana has five and you have one. Now you're four behind. So the question is, should Purdue actually not try to win the national championship? I, I say yes. I say yes. I say yes, too. I say, <laughs> I say yes, too. Purdue went to a Final Four, by the way. I'm just kidding. I, I've said that before on shows and people get mad at me. I'm like, they've been there. I thought for the longest time they didn't. They, 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 no, we looked that up. The reason I know that is because we looked it up one time like years ago because we were, I think I was arguing that they had never been to one. You're yeah. like, I think they've been to 1980, one. 1980, Kevin Stallings yeah, was on exactly. the team. Shout out Kevin Stallings. <laughs> I swear to God, look that up. I know, up. I know. <laughs> maybe, that's why, to, maybe that's why we looked it up. Dude, they lost to UCLA. Imagine that. Mm. Imag- let me paint a picture for you. Larry Brown is at UCLA. My dad's told me about this, so like you can't really, you can't really talk shit if you're an Indiana it fan. It all comes because, full circle, by the way. It goes back to Larry Brown. Yeah. You can't really talk shit if you're an NFL fan because because Purdue beat IU in that NCAA tournament. I think I think IU beat Purdue in the NIT title game the next year when the this was in the NIT mattered. I think this was the last year the NIT mattered to my dad. Um, but uh, Purdue well, they won the championship in '81. 
No, th- th- when did they when did they win the NIT? Uh, hold on. Damn it. Yeah, they won the championship in 81. Duh. They beat North Carolina. They shouldn't have played the game because Ronald Reagan got shot the same day and all the yeah, North Carolina right. players were like, we don't want to play the game. It was 79. It was the year before is what I meant. Oh, the yeah. year before yeah, 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 Indiana yeah. beat Purdue in gotcha. the NIT title game. Then they're in the tournament. Purdue beats Indiana. Anyway, Final Four in Indianapolis State. You're playing against UCLA. You're Purdue. You're playing just down the road. Mm-hmm. And they blew it. There was, it was They, they could have played Louisville. It could have been Purdue-Louisville National Championship in 1980 in Indianapolis. Imagine that scene. Yeah. But what was it instead? It was better for the Blue Bloods because it was yeah. Denny Crum who would come from UCLA to Louisville versus Larry Brown in UCLA. Yeah. The guy that should have taken over UCLA I versus have, the legend looking back, himself. I should have known how much my dad hated because my dad, my dad talks about 1980 like Purdue failed because they lost in the Final Four in Indianapolis. Yeah. And then I'm like, dude, they beat Indiana. I know, yeah. That, well, that's <laughs> like, why. How, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, how could he talk trash? But he was so good at it. He's such a good Purdue hater that he's of like- course. I don't care that they beat my team. Yeah. I'm going to continue. It's like me with Duke. I mean, Duke never did anything without Coach K. And then people will pull it. They'll bring it up. They'll like, Vic Boobis went to the three, three straight Final Fours. I'm like, no, he didn't. Shut up. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. See you then.